Uh, Dr. Brian Maggard is in the house, athletic director for Louisiana's Raging Cajuns. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning. I'm well. Morning. Happy Thursday and happy game day. I want happy, to make sure I have the right mic here. Happy game day. No, you got you got the right mic. Excellent. Excellent. Um, but before we talk about the military appreciation game and, and, and some UL stuff, just real quick, you know, uh, I was there. Norm was there. Homecoming, I mean, is it fair to say, was overall a big success? Huge success. Very thankful to Cajun Nation, to our students. They came out. They showed up. They were loud. They were engaged. It was a fantastic environment, and I believe the 28,000 and some change was the 14th largest home home crowd we've had. So excellent, excellent. Thank you all to attended. And uh, I know we had a a little bit of a, uh, another concession uh, issue. We had a lot of lines backed up. Uh, long story short, and we've, we're working through this, but uh, we had a couple of vendors back out at the last minute. And what that does is the people that they would normally take care of, that just pushed them over to the normal concession lines, and it, it created backup. So apologize for that, but uh, that was a couple of those. Those were last-minute deals and unfortunate, but we uh, will prepare and plan moving forward as if we'll have cancellations and make sure we're staffed accordingly. So, yeah, the, the, the concession snafu, some cancellations last minute on a day where you have homecoming, the parade. Right. The parade going through Cajun Field instead of the the older route down, I guess, St. St. Mary. St. Mary and Johnston, that's right. You, you think you're going to stick with I this new it. route? I love it. I mean, it, it made if, a lot of sense. If it were up to me, staying there. <laughs> it like me. If, it was, if it were up to me, I would do that. And I, I shared that sentiment because I, I can't count how many people came up to me and and said how much they enjoyed that route. And uh, and so I shared that with our university leadership, and hopefully moving forward we'll continue to to look at that and give that consideration. But but what it does, it, it gets people on the footprint automatically. Once they're there, they're going to stay for the most part, right? But it was a great, great route. It was short. It was sweet. It was fun. People could line up down Cajun Dome Boulevard mm-hmm. and then on to Reinhardt. It was, it was fantastic. It was a lot of fun. And then they just get to stay. They get to yeah. stay. Tailgate. You know, you've got your... Out. Beverages in hand, your tailgate setup is there. You can uh, grab the beads, grab the little footballs, the candy, all that good stuff. But it, I thought it was fantastic. And a shout out to our university leadership for adjusting on a short notice when we had to change that game time. What, what was the thought process to go into the, the reverse tailgate? Well, <coughs> excuse me, because you know, we knew that people wouldn't, weren't going to have a lot of time in the morning to tailgate, right? Um, and, and quite often, you know, the reality is, is, you know, you get out there in the morning, and uh, if you only got a couple hours to really settle in and tailgate, we wanted people to have more time and make sure they knew that they had all afternoon, all evening if they wanted on that west side. So, And then on, on the, the additional part of that is, what well, we've had three Saturday home games. That's all we've had. So our tailgaters, you know, aren't getting the, the biggest and best experience this year from a tailgating standpoint. So we were just trying to find anything and any way we could – continue to enhance that tailgating experience for our loyal patrons well norm was trying to get some of the uh younger fans and students to do to jump through tables and like the, the bills some, mafia yeah uh, <laughs> uh how would you feel about that no comment or yeah i'd have to understand a little bit okay. better <laughs> all right um all right so but hey you, anything to engage the fans in a safe and fun way safe way i'm, safe I'm open way. To, i'm open to listening to you ideas safe uh dr brian maggard is our guest espn lafayette scott Braith, the norman lock um, so tailgating today, it's Thursday game, midweek game on ESPN, um, not the traditional Saturday game. And we've, we've discussed it 
I would say at this point at nauseum about the Sunbelt TV contracts, you're good. You're going to mm-hmm. be put in the national televised game. It's why you were at 11 a.m. Saturday, which a lot of folks complained about early on, and it turned out they were all grateful for it. I think, I think at the end of the day, it was it, pretty good. It, it, I think uh, people enjoyed it. And the know? weather was just, it oh, was just, perfect. no, it was beautiful. It, it, was, it was a great success. Yeah. So tonight, what will you deem as successful? What's the challenge? Well, I, I think, uh, again, it, it, it's always just getting people out on a weeknight, you know, to come out. But it's Thursday night, you know. I mean, the weekend kind of starts early. And speaking of weather, it's going to be football weather tonight. It's going to be cool. It's going to be dry. It's going to be, uh, I think, it's just a beautiful night for college football. I was texting Coach Napier this morning. And it's just, it's a, it's a great night for college football. And uh, we get a chance to clinch the West uh, to continue our win streak, right, uh, to get to eight wins. Um, and so... Again, the challenge is just to continue to get people to come out. And uh, we need to keep living in that 20,000-plus space, mm-hmm. right? And certainly, but it's military appreciation, so come out. You know, show your appreciation for those who do and have served our country. Um, you know, we've got, again, great ticket deals, as always, with the McDonald's Family 4-Pack. You can come out and tailgate, start tailgating. Uh, we actually open up a couple gates at 8 a.m. this morning, gates 1 and gates 5. There so go. come on out. Just Again, if you can call in and take a vacation day and or take a half a day off or just get there around 4 o'clock. And, take and a half day tomorrow from, morning. And, uh, most importantly, <laughs> maybe take the whole day off tomorrow. Tomorrow and just start and, the and weekend And hit it hard off. and have fun tonight. But, you know, do. You know, bring your, bring your uh, warm weather gear because I do think yeah. it's going to get a little bit cool. But that's football weather. It's going to be yes, fun. It is. So wear black tonight? Wear black. It's blackout. And that's another thing. It's national television. So this, this is on the flagship. So, again, another reason why we need a great showing. We've got to have those students show up again. They've been doing a fantastic job. We had over 8,000 students at homecoming. 8,000 students. Wow. That's fantastic. So part of that 28,000, that 28,000 was students. I know Norm has said for, for years, move the student tailgate closer. Y'all have, and that's been. Yeah, I think it's been a, you know, a fantastic success. success for us and, you know, credit our student leaders. They've been very engaged the last few years. So, you know, we really, we we went out when we first got here and we were, you know, going on campus and asking the students to come and come and come. And, you know, we got smart really quick and realized that it needed to be an organic uh, growth. And so our student government really got on board. Our SGA president and vice presidents over the past few years have been really engaged in that process and doing a fantastic job of getting all the student groups there. We started a student support organization that's specific to Raging Cajuns Athletics and supporting us. So credit to the students. They are the ones who are doing it. I'd love to say, you know, we're doing it. We're just listening to them. We're supporting them any way we can. And uh, and I think that uh, that moving that tailgate spot was a... And they, they loved it. And I, like Scott said, from 11 a.m., from the early risers that got there at 9 a.m. all the way to 5, 36 o'clock, there's... From the student standpoint, there is no negative feedback from homecoming. Good deal. That's, that's good to hear, and uh, we appreciate them coming out. But we need them again tonight because I'm telling you, I'm getting calls from my AD counterparts letting me know that uh, they feel the UL students behind their bench. Good stuff. That's Dr. Brian Maggard, our guest. Um, you brought up Coach Napier. I, I feel obligated. I have to ask you around this time of year, has anyone contacted you about wanting to talk to him? Is that a common thing or not really? Not really. I mean, it's not. You know, in today's day and age with the um, with the level of jobs that uh, he's getting interest from, um, they, they operate in a pretty stealth mode. And so ideally, you know, you, you would get that courtesy call, but it's it's becoming less and less customary in our industry. You know, it's the 
maybe the AD visiting with the agent. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I have not heard anything. Um, and Coach and I have not sat down and, and talked about the uh, – he wants to be, and I want him to stay focused on this season. Absolutely. And at the end of the day, we will sit down at some point and we'll have a conversation just because he always does a great job of filling me in on what he knows and what he hears. And, and so uh, we haven't had that conversation yet, but uh, I know he's locked in on winning the West tonight. He's locked in on winning out so we can host the championship, and he's Got locked to. in on winning the championship. So I, I can't ask for more than that. Got to, yeah. You, you, we were talking about that earlier, right? The West on the line tonight, you could punch your ticket in a conference championship game, but you have to keep winning to make sure that you get to host it. Um, and hosting a Sunbelt championship occasion oh. field would be, Ooh, be fantastic. And that's where we, you know, with that, you talk about pushing for a, a sellout. We've got to have 40,000 people there. On December 4th, 2.30 on ESPN, that's, that, that, that will give the, the city of Lafayette, Louisiana, an opportunity yes, to, to show up. Championship weekend. Um, all right, so tonight's game on the field. Georgia State, I think, uh, a better opponent. And no, no disrespect, but some, you know, Texas State. I think Georgia State, just record-wise, what they bring to the table. Stronger at this moment in time. Um, I've seen predictions everywhere from it's going to be close to a blowout, blah, blah, blah. I know you're going to, you know, I know you think an occasion win, but what is your expectation for the game itself tonight? Well, I, I think I expect Georgia State, who always has fantastic athletes and they're a really well-coached team, they're going to come and give us a heck of a game. So I think it's going to be a good football game. I think it's going to be, uh, you know, I, I, I hope it's not real close, but I would expect it to be close, to be honest with you. I just think uh, they're a really good football team. They're hungry. Like I said, well-coached, tremendous athletes. And I just go back to at their place last year, you know, we had to go to overtime to beat them. And so uh, it's... Uh, it's just going to be a game that we're going to have to come out and play well to win. ESPN Lafayette, Scott Prather, Norman Locke, Dr. Brian Maggard, our guest, Louisiana Raging Cajun Director of Athletics. Um, formerly, I think the title is Vice President of Intercollegiate Athletics. There you go. Got it. Well done. All these titles. Well I mean, I just, <laughs> well done. It's going to roll out. Some, some days I butcher it. I, I got it that time. Um, so, Sunbelt Commissioner this week officially introducing more schools. Right. I think when they introduced Marshall said men's soccer coming mm-hmm. back. Uh, you were at Sunbelt meetings in Atlanta this yes. week. What is the protocols if UL was going to do something like that? I believe they have to add other sports. Is that potentially in the mix? Not for us. Uh, adding men's sports would not be in the mix at this point in time. If we were to add anything, it would be a women's sport and something between either uh, beach volleyball or women's golf. Uh, but we're just not there yet, but again, if we were. So... I've gotten people asking me about men's soccer, and that would not be on the horizon for the University of Louisiana. What was the number one topic of conversation at, at the Sunbelt meetings? Just a transition, you know, knowing that uh, James Madison will officially announce on Saturday morning. That's that's coming out. I think it's at 10 a.m. Central. Um, and then uh, we just talked about, you know, our league moving forward. We talked about timing a little bit that, you know, probably if, if everything were to work out, you know, 2023 looks to be the date. Uh, James Madison will be filing a waiver with the NC2A to allow them to to come in in 23. Otherwise, uh, they would be in in 23 in all sports except for football, and football would start in 24. Um, I know there's an interest uh, from a couple, if not all the schools, to come in as early as 2022, um, but uh, we just haven't landed on that yet. We'll, we have a AD commissioner Zoom call next Tuesday, and okay. we'll continue to talk about all things transition from that point. But that's what consumed the, the meetings for the most part. 
this, the Colonial Athletic Association, where James Madison currently plays, announced last night they weren't going to let them play for conference championships. And I know that doesn't really have anything to do with the Sun Belt, aside from James Madison leaving the Sun Belt is the reason why. But that is uh, that's garbage. Yeah, it's that's, uh, that's, it's disappointing because you know at the end of the day, the the only ones that are really being punished are the student athletes, yeah. right, and the coaches, obviously. But um, yeah, it's. Uh, I guess, you know, decisions are made for a variety of reasons, and they've landed there as a, as a conference. And so, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful that, uh, you know, some of their sport programs, particularly, you know, basketball and, and, and the spring sports, will have enough success that maybe they'll get some at-large bids, you know, in the NC2A championships. Dr. Brian Maggot, our guest. Uh, basketball, women, uh, they've, they've had exhibitions. They have one more. The men have had one at Alabama. Uh Double header at the Cajun Dome this Tuesday. Yes, seasons tipping off. How are season tickets? And and uh, how do you feel? I mean, I, I, I've talked to you about the men's yeah. team a little bit. Uh, Coach Gary Broadhead squad. Look, you got Ty Duce coming back. You got some good players coming back, but a lot of new faces mm-hmm. as well. Uh, where's the excitement level for both teams? And, and how are season tickets doing? Uh, very high in terms of the excitement level. At least for me, um, I'm. You know, when you look at these both teams on paper, right? For sure, they they look as good, if not better, than we've ever had here. And that's that's saying a lot because we've had some good basketball teams at, at the University of Louisiana, and then uh, ticket sales are are very strong right now. So we, like I said, we ended up over eighty percent renewals on the men's side, um, and you know we'll get into the uh, single game sales here very soon. And and you know with such a long season, you know a lot of people go the single game route because they just can't commit to you know fifteen home games or whatever the case might be. So, so sales are well. Um, we had the floor refinished, so it's bright and shiny. It's laid down. It looks good. And again, I'm just looking forward to kicking off or tipping off their season, I should say, both of them, and seeing what we can do. It's going to be fun. How, uh, how do you feel about the job Lance Key did this year with soccer? You know, Lance uh, went through some growing pains. You know, he had a really young squad and a lot of new faces. And so I know certainly, um, you know, he would not be satisfied with, with the way things uh, ended up, but... I think the future is very bright. A lot of talent on that team. Um, you know, he played a lot of young women and uh, just look forward to, you know, them having the spring to develop and uh, come back next fall. But, uh, you know, they were very competitive. They played hard. You know, I never saw that team quit one time. And so I think it was just a team where, you know, you had to kind of take your lumps and, and get the experience and look forward to a more experienced and improved team next year. Christy Gray's got some fire, huh? Yeah, Volleyball she's fun. Coach. That's fun. It's fun. You know, <laughs> yeah. we need people to come out on Saturday afternoon. Kelsey Bennett, multiple time yeah. Sun Belt Conference Player of the Week. Crazy. Coco Gillette's coming in, doing a great job as a as a newcomer, and uh, you know, yeah, she's done a great job. We're uh, and we still have a chance to win the West. You know, if we can win out, we have uh, Monroe on Saturday, then we host the two Texas schools the following weekend, and you know, you don't want to look past anybody, but uh, if you could win out. Then I believe we clinched the West and would have the uh, a West Division title as well as um, have a number one seed in that tournament. Dr. Brian Maggard, our guest. All right, only uh, one more for you. Circling back to Sunbelt meetings, it, it seems like in terms of a number standpoint and what the conference is adding in the four new members, uh, whether it be 2022, 2023, 2024, when it's all said and done, was there any discussion about more additions potentially or – Pretty much the focus is just these four. We talked about it. You know, we talked about, you know, potentially two more, 
you know, to get to 16. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, where we landed, though, is everybody had a real strong comfort level to just let's let the dust settle with these four new ones and, and just kind of see how that transition goes. And at the end of the day, if it does make sense, it'd have to make sense uh, to add a couple more, uh, then let's have those conversations. But we did talk about it, yes. I mean, I remember when the, the conference realignment stuff began to sort of trickle down after I think Texas and Oklahoma said, we're going to move the SEC. And then you saw different conferences respond differently mm-hmm. as the Big 12 made a move. And you said on this show, Sunbelt's unified. Um, some conferences, they've been hit pretty hard through mm-hmm. this thing. The Sunbelt is one of the conferences that it seems like once the dust settled is going to be stronger. You can't say that for every conference during this move of conference realignment. But I think there's some you can easily point to and say, oh, it's stronger in the Sun Belt. I think so. I agree 100%. I feel like, uh, you know, our fan bases feel that way. I think the sport writers feel that way. I think college sports across the country, you know, would share that same sentiment. Now I have a a rivalry in my household when my my, uh, girlfriend graduated from Southern Miss. No kidding. There you go. That's going to be a house divided. It's going to be good. (laughs) You know, and, you know, that's one thing we're really proud of is, you know, we, we feel like we, we added programs that, that have fan bases, and that's really important. You know, Southern Miss, our conversations, one, it just made sense regionally, right? Geographically, they're, right. they're too close not to, to be in our league with not just us, but with Troy and South Al. They're perfect. Right? It's perfect. But, but they've got a great fan base, and they travel. They do. You know, so I'm looking forward to, you know, football games and, and basketball games and, and baseball, and so, you know, here, because they'll bring people, and that, that helps your gate, and... You know, Marshall or App State's going to experience that with Marshall. I guarantee it. And ODU and JMU, I believe. But, uh, no, we, we just feel like we, we hit the ball out of the park, so to speak, with regards to quality brands with established fan bases. One more time, Dr. Maggard. Tonight, Military Appreciation Night game. Uh, wear black. Yes. 6.30 kickoff. Gates at Cajun Field are opening in five minutes. So feel free to go tailgate all day if you can. Um, bring the crowd tonight. Homecoming, you're coming yeah. off the best crowd of the Napier era, just in terms of, I mean, with respect to Texas State, there were probably 100 Bobcats fans there. That right. crowd was, <laughs> you could look at some of the biggest crowds in Cajun Field history, and some of them you could say, oh, well, that team brought a lot. Right. That was, that one on Saturday, that, that was, was all us. It was, that really was all us. You know, so, I had a chance to talk to Coach Spav as he was walking off the field, and he was just complimenting us on the environment. He said yeah. it was tough, it was fun. Texas State, yeah. And um, so, yeah, and we need the students to show up. We need a big rowdy crowd behind that Georgia State bench tonight. That'll that'll make a huge difference, I promise you. Dr. Brian Maggard has been our guest here on ESPN Lafayette. Thank you, Dr. Maggard. We'll uh, we'll see you at a Cajun field tonight. Let's go. Go Cajuns. We're black.